Chapter 9 On their train journey to London, the only certainty had been that they were following in Nikou's footsteps. The only certainty now was that they had not been. Wherever Nikou was, she was not with her father, and almost certainly not in London. She was not at Abbey School, or had not been last night. By now, she may have returned there to keep up appearances. Did she know her mother had gone to meet her father? Loxley assumed yes. After that, he tried not to think. He was tired and irritated. His assignment was to monitor Niku, not protect her. He was to do that in order to find out more about her father's plans which had failed. They knew nothing more than when he had started out, and clearly the danger was increasing now that Hayek Pear was in London. Loxley tried not to think for a few minutes. Their train flew across the M25 motorway, the road intended to save 1980s London from itself. It did so, but sacrificed itself in the process to become a logjam cutting out the heart of Middle England. They flew into Gerrard's Cross and out again, heading north and west to the Chiltern Hills. Maria, would you be so kind as to go directly to school and confirm whether Niku is there? She nodded. Of course, do you think she will be? We need to rule it out. I suspect not, but I don't have a strong idea where else she could be. The obvious choice would be home, I think. Either she ran home to see her mother, or she knew her mother was not there and ran home for some peace. She's had a tricky few days. Loxley accepted the logic. It made perfect sense and therefore seemed unlikely. He was trying a new strategy now. He had made the basic mistake of being so certain that she was running to London that he had not properly thought about other possibilities. His patch was these hills. Spanton could muster any number of people to watch London, but now that Sam was gone, he, Loxley, was the only person in this area. Recruiting Maria to help seemed absolutely normal, especially if she was working for the other side or, heaven forbid, Hayek himself. Call me on this number in one hour, he told her. It was the phone at his cottage in Great Missenden. Whatever else happened, he was going to shower and change clothes. If they didn't find Niku before lunchtime, he was going to sleep as well. An hour later, after Loxley had settled Maria in a cab at the station, grabbed a second one for himself and washed off all the mistakes of London, the phone rang. Niku was not at school and had not been seen since the previous afternoon. He put the phone down, turned and made towards the kitchen. As he reached the kitchen, he stopped suddenly in the doorway. He sniffed, he turned, and looked back into the small lounge. His eyes scanned the room just as carefully as they used to scan Sam's sheds. After a few more seconds, his eyes came to rest on the remote control for the television. One of the less used pieces of equipment in the cottage, it tended to live on top of the television. At times when it had not been used from one week to the next, it was too risky to hide it away out of sight in case it never resurfaced. It always, always came to rest on top of the television. And yet today, it was on the side table next to the chair in which Niku had sat when she was under house arrest. It was exactly where he had discovered her when returning to find them watching Countdown. Espionage, nine letters. After they had all returned home, Loxley had put the remote back on top of the television and not touched it since. Niku had been here yesterday. She had come here last night directly from school, and she had been looking for Loxley. He sat down. This meant she really must be at her house by now, but she had come here first, either to find Loxley, or because she guessed he would have run to London. 
she was neither looking for him or avoiding him, and if she was avoiding him, there was far more that he did not know about that family than he realised. He had protected her after she shot Sam, of course. They had been in a situation where there was no choice, and therefore she knew he was no teacher. She knew he worked with sinister men, and they had some kind of interest in her father. That made her either an ally or an enemy. As eventually happened with all assignments, Loxley had now reached the point when every situation seemed bipolar. It was either this very good thing, or that very bad thing. The facts always seemed to fit both eventualities. Either this discovery was amazing and a real benefit to the case, or else it was a total disaster, a setback of epoch-defining importance. Nothing was grey, nothing was balanced, black or white, and sometimes, he felt, both. Niku was either looking for him or hiding from him. As these thoughts raced through his exhausted mind, he passed out on the sofa.